Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome, folks, to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. Can you please tell us about our topic and our guests for this episode? Well, hello, Grant. Another week of lockdown down for all of us. Um, at least we've got the podcast to keep us entertained. So today we're going to be talking about giving label waste new life. Labels are one of the most ubiquitous packaging consumables. We see them everywhere. They're used to brand almost every product imaginable and play an extremely important role in carrying regulatory and nutritional information, conveying a brand story to deliver on engagement, and they also bear important security codes and devices for authentication and proof of provenance on a product. But while the label's value in the marketing toolkit is unquestioned, its production and application can produce an invisible stream of waste. And solving that problem is what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to look at how one of the world's leading label stock producers, UPM Raflatac, has developed a recycling solution called RafCycle that has become, begun to see successful uptake in the Australian market. Now, joining us in the studio today to tell us more about RafCycle is Dr. Carol Kilcullen-Lawrence, sustainability consultant to UPM Raflatac, and also Petrina Bint, who is general manager for labels at Sydney-based label producer Wedderburn. Welcome to the PKN podcast, Carol and Petrina. We're looking forward to learning from you today. Hello, Lindy. Very pleased to be talking with you today. Hello, Lindy. Very pleased to be here as well, and thank you for the opportunity. Well, before we dive deep into the weeds of label waste, I'd like to give each of you um, the opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit more about the background of your role. Carol, I want to start with you. Now, many of our listeners will know you not only as an industry consultant on sustainability, but also as the past president of the Australian Institute of Packaging. Let's focus on what your work with UPM involves. Well, Lindy, it shocks me to realise that next year I will have been in the packaging industry focusing on labels for 30 years. However, I'm really fortunate in the last 10 years to be focused on the sustainability aspects of the label with my work with UPM Raflatac. And that comes from a number of angles. We need to make sure that the label enhances the package and is compatible with the recyclability of that package once discarded. And I also support the introduction of sustainable papers and films, be that from a sustainable sourcing angle. For example, we're all familiar with FSC and PEFC for papers, but we are now pursuing ISCC for sustainable films. And clearly to um, assist with brand owners in reaching the national packaging targets in 2025, maximising the PCR content of our paper labels and films is a really important aspect. So a very diverse role, really. Yes, so diversity, of course, makes makes for a very engaging work life, and um, you are certainly covering a lot, a lot in that whole um, remit that you are covering for UPM Raflatac. Now, Petrina, um, tell us a bit about Wedderburn. What is the business all about, and the role that you currently hold? Yes, yeah, sure, Lindy. Um, Wedderburn's been a family-owned company and established since 1896, so we're 125 years old now. Um, we're, we're a weighing company predominantly and started the label division in 1989. 
Uh, I've been with them myself now for 21 years and the last eight years I've been the general manager of Australia for the label division. Uh, I also have been in the industry for 33 years and I commenced as a receptionist at the original Avery Labels. Uh, It's been quite a journey since then. Well, it certainly has from receptionist to management. um, that's That's a great journey for you, I'm sure. Now, we are going to look more closely at label waste. Let's get on with the business of the day. Carol, can you explain the different types of waste that arises along the label production value chain? Yes, Lindy. For label stock manufacturers, there's obviously waste um, created during coating and trimming, and we have our own unique ways of dealing with that in our factories around the world. For label printers and converters, there's matrix and startup waste, and I'll let uh, Petrina talk a little bit more about that. But for the brand owners, and that's the problem that we're we're working on with our RAF cycle program for brand owners, most of the labels in the market today are supplied with a paper release liner, a glassine paper. And this can be a problematic material if it ends up in landfill. So we're very pleased to have um, designed systems to deal with that. And we'll look forward to telling you a little bit more about those. Yes, so those systems um, that we refer to in my opening as well, that's called RAF cycle. And we'll we'll come back to the RAF cycle system in a minute. But first, Petrina, in your business of converting and printing labels which is what Wedderburn does, Um, what level of waste are you dealing with? And then by extension, your customers. Yes, Lindy, when we produce the labels, it's predominantly the matrix waste, which is the sticky skeleton that we remove when the labels are cut out off the press. It's not something that RAFCycle can recycle. Unfortunately, it's still landfill. However, we've been working hard for the past five years at Wedderburn um, to eliminate that waste as well. And we're very, very close to solving that part. So I'll have to tell you about that one later when we get further down the track on that. Um, Secondly, when the brand owner applies labels, they are left with the backing paper and liner, which is generally going to landfill. And when I found out about the RAF cycle process, I immediately knew I could help customers eliminate their backing liner waste and turn this into an amazing resource. Okay, so you obviously have contacted your customers and they have um, started responding positively to getting their line of waste to you. So we're going to find us find out a little bit more about what, how that works from the RAF cycle point of view. So Carol, this is your turn now to tell us more about RAF cycle. What is it? How does it work? And who has access to it? So, Lindy, the key thing about glassine paper is that it has a silicone lining on it, which enables the label to be easily released at the point of application. But the key aspect about the RAF cycle program is that we are able to desiliconize that paper. And this is an absolutely key step in yielding the long, high-quality paper fibres back into uh, paper pulp. So, as uh, UPM Rapatac, we're integrated to part of UPM, and we can use our extensive collection network um, to facilitate cost-effective release paper recycling. So, to put this into context, once you have desiliconized the paper, a company that would recycle, let's say, approximately 100 tonnes of liner waste will allow us to yield from our process 75 tonnes of pulp, which is made from this paper liner waste. And this can then be used to make approximately 125 tonnes of magazine paper. And the key thing about 
upcycling this paper into magazine paper is that we keep it in the loop for multiple times and we can actually recycle it at least seven more times. This basically means, as an estimation, that we would leave 1,300 trees in the forest available for other uses. So explain to me then, um, once it's been made into magazine paper, is the onus thereafter on the magazine publishers or the consumer themselves of the magazine, the readers, to get that paper back into the recycling stream? Because um, so... In fact, that's seven more times that you're talking about. That responsibility isn't yours anymore, is it? That's correct. But um, as I said, we're integrated with UPM paper. So it's part of our normal process to bring back this recycled magazine grade paper into our plant and um, again, de-ink it, yield the high quality paper pulp and, and remake this high quality magazine paper multiple times. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that because I'm not sure that everyone understood the connection there with UPM. So that's great. Um, right, so Petrina, you are one of the first companies in Australia, that is Wedderburn is, uh, to pioneer the adoption of the RAF cycle process. And in fact, you are the first user of RAF cycle in Oceania. Tell us how this works for your business and what it has meant for your customers. Yes, Lindy, um, we started collecting at the end of 2018, it seems a long time ago now, uh, we've now um, collected 55 tonnes of, of the label liner paper. We've sent four containers to be recycled, so I'm pretty proud of that. We've also started collecting in New Zealand, uh, in north, both North and South Islands, and our customers get full traceability of what they give us. So the kilos that they return we weigh and give them a receipt for that and we also have barcode tracking of all the pallets so we know exactly where they are at any moment in our system and all the customers say the process is really easy the ones that are doing it and they're really proud of what they're doing so um your customers are in which which end use sectors predominantly the food industry uh, our first customer that started with us was a customer called Illawarra Small Goods uh, they provide uh, label packaging in, of sausages to Al Aldi stores and um, they they were really great again coming on board and have been committed to it for a long time. And this is a conversation that you're having with new customers um, ongoing? Yes all our sales consultants advertise the fact that we do this and we talk to all our customers about it. We're actually ramping up now. There's a lot of customers getting on board in the past six to 12 months. It took nearly 12 months to get our first container across to Germany and then after that it's really building up now. So we seem to be regularly sending one every three to four months at the moment. Well, that certainly sounds like progress. Now, I saw a post of yours on LinkedIn recently where you were you were discussing um, the success of the RAF cycle program within your business and you said that getting this over the line was a highlight of your career. Why did this mean so much to you personally? I think traditionally because I've been in the business for so long and I've seen so much waste uh, and I am a bit of a tree hugger. I love trees. I actually feel great when I'm near them. I feel the energy from them and I think they're amazing what they can do for our for us as humans and our planet. So we all need to respect every resource that we're given and we use and we need to ensure that it's got the, the best chance to be recycled over and over no matter what the resource. 
Yes, in 2013 and 15, I visited various label manufacturing companies in Europe and I found out about the RAF cycle process over there. They actually been doing it since around 2009, I believe. And I, when I understood what the program was all about, I knew that it could just do such amazing things for us and help reduce our users' impact on the environment. In 2018, I was lucky enough to sit next to Bob Taylor, who's the Director of Sustainability for UPM RAF Attack. Um, it was an F, at an FPLMA conference, and I just begged him all night to bring the, the program over to Australia. He said, if I can collect some, he will. He'll try and do his best. And so we got to it. We all just, we, we got the job done, spoke to a few like-minded customers, and they started collecting for us. And there's been lots of things to learn and change along the way, the way we pack and stack the containers and ship them and trying to get the most out of getting of what we send across. Uh, and then also I visited the Plattling plant in Germany to make sure that what they were saying was happening. So I went through the plant, I saw all the label waste coming back from Europe and saw it desiliconized and they used the silicon as power to offset things. So it's, it's amazing the process and how deeply they've gone into it. And then to see the, the really strong fibres that come out of it, the process and the massive rolls of paper, it's just amazing to think we can do this seven more times. So it would be great if this could be the norm for other label companies to follow suit. Oh, for sure. Everybody should do it. Even it just should be continuous circularity for it. Now, Carol, there are other local customers using the service apart from Wedderburn. Is that right? That's right, Lindy. As Petrina said, RAFCycle commenced in Europe over 10 years ago now. Um, we've, we are working with as many customers as we can. So recently, uh, our Queensland branch, in partnership with their customers and, and brand owners, they collected their first container of paper that was shipped to our recycling plant. So this uh, represents uh, at least 10 tonnes of waste, um, and obviously this is the start. Uh, we're going to continue this um, and widen it across the uh, Australia New Zealand market uh, as much as we can. It's really great to be able to do our part to um, close the recycling loop and achieve a truly sustainable circular economy for this fibre. So... Um, I really want to highlight the fact that the RAF cycle program, because of the desiliconization, really does give that paper at least seven more lives, being reused again um, as magazine paper and increasingly in the future back into paper liner stock, so a full closed-loop solution. So this is a really important step as Australia moves towards meeting the 2025 national packaging targets in which all packaging needs to be recyclable, reusable or compostable. Um, this is part of UPM Raffletac's ambition to support this circular economy here in this region. Now, Carol, it can be argued that shipping liner waste offshore to be recycled is rather an emissions-intensive process. Um, what, what is your response to that? So, Lindy, a good point. Obviously, if we're shipping anything, we do have a carbon footprint associated with that. But the key thing to, to note here is thinking about the alternative. For years and years now, this paper has ended up in landfill in Australia and still is. So, in actual fact, um, using the UPM RAF Attack Label Life life cycle assessment tool, we can actually ca calculate the impact of um, all of the aspects of the papers and films in the label stock chain. And the key thing um, that our calculations have shown us that descending this paper to be recycled 
is actually a reduction of between 12 and 18 percent um, carbon footprint of the total product. And that takes the product from raw material right through to its use. So we see this as a really important program to continue to roll out RAF cycle because there's still too much of this paper ending up in landfill in Australia and New Zealand. Well, with RefCycle now finding traction in Australia, UPM is in fact enabling converters and end users to reduce waste disposal costs and also to meet regulatory requirements, achieve landfill reduction targets and reduce their overall environmental footprint. And that's progress in anybody's book. So, Carol and Petrina, thank you for joining us today, for sharing this progress. I'd like to give you the opportunity, though, to give one last message to our audience before we wrap up. So, Lindy, whilst there are alternative product decoration methods to self-adhesive labels, realistically, label liner is here to stay because the versatility of the self-adhesive label, including the wide array of adhesives that are designed for specific applications and also to meet packaging recycling requirements, they can't be matched by alternative technologies, for example, such as liner's label. So we're really proud to be part of the solution. And so far, we have many projects underway to continue to improve RAF cycle for Oceana. Thank you, Lindy, for having us today. We are thrilled to be part of the RAF cycle program. It's one of our many initiatives we are working on. Matrix diversion, FSC certified now, paperless processes, plastic-free materials, compostable materials, APCO certified, and to reduce not only our impact, but to offer our customers ways to reduce their environmental impact too. It is definitely a journey, but bit by bit, we're doing what we can to help protect our environment and contribute for our part to the circular economy. It is such an exciting time to be in business. People are finally wanting change for the better, and every industry has so much opportunity to make positive changes within their own fields of expertise. Thank you again so much, Lindy, for the opportunity to join your podcast and discuss the RAF cycle. We're really appreciative of your time. Well, thanks to both of you. I really do. I agree that this is a very exciting time to be in packaging, um, packaging and labels, and to see the change that is happening and the pace at which it is happening. Well, thank you, Carol and Petrina. It's been great to hear how label producers and brand owners now have access to a recycling solution that gives their label waste new life. That's fantastic. And of course, thank you also to Lindy. And thanks, folks, for joining us on this episode. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.